Hello, hello, everyone. This is DJ, and this is CG Talks, the podcast where CG guys talk about CG, which is, of course, computer graphics. And we also sometimes di uh, digress to some tangents and things loosely related to CG. But uh, the CG computer graphic image imagery is our most uh, exciting topic that we tackle from different angles. And today with us, uh, I have Emil, uh, one of our staff, and we have a very, very special guest for today's episode, uh, which is uh, Louis Dumont, an animator, mm -hmm. director, and an independent creator, right? Based in London. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Hi. Nice to meet you all. Super, super excited <laughs> nice to, to have you Hi. to have you on the call, yeah. on the on the show. Uh, we had some initial technical issues, so daily bread of every CG artist, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So we, kind of, <laughs> we kind of used to it, uh, and finally we can uh, we can have this talk. So I'm super glad that it worked out. And um, as far like. So to begin, I'll, I want to ask you about the journey that kind of led you and formed you as an as a artist, as a digital artist, and how, uh, as far as I could track online, like on your blog, your digital advent, uh, art adventure started uh, like back in the early 2000s, or is it yeah. true? Yeah, that's quite a while ago now. <laughs> right. so, so could you tell us a bit, a bit about those ancient times and what really sparked you to become a digital artist? Um, I suppose I got into animation, I think, in general through Flash uh, or Animate, as it's now called. Um, and yeah, just making kind of small webtoons and stuff and mm -hmm. then moving on, I thought, oh, yeah, this is really fun. You know, I'm going to try and make a career out of this. So I went to university and did animation and then got a job in a uh, an advertising digital ad agency, uh, just mm -hmm. creating uh, lots of, I guess, flash portals when flash portals were really popular. So, so these sort of rich media um, mm -hmm. websites for loads of, loads of different companies and stuff. And I was just at the time completely boggled that I was getting paid for this kind of stuff, you know, where it would just be, oh, can you create some fun graphics for the front page of a website and we'll pay you X number of X money a year or what have you. And I was just like, this is, this is brilliant. This is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. uh, and throughout that process as well, I started learning 3D um, mm. and I kind of already had learned some from university. Uh, and throughout, I guess still, yeah, the early 2000s, uh, 3D started bec to become a bit more popular on the web. You know, there were there were there was the ability to run sort of real-time 3D stuff, and I started doing more within the company I was working for, um, and eventually that sort of sort of sidled off into its own little department. And in the meantime, I was kind of. I guess working on the side with a few friends doing like little projects here and there and mm -hmm. we eventually split off into a new company um and just started doing the pretty much the same kind of thing so we would be I guess 
the right hand man to agencies and studios and stuff mm-hmm. like that producing 3d animations um and yeah and we just sort of went through a few companies actually a few uh, some kind of more advertising and film directed and then some a bit more cg and animation uh mm-hmm. which which brings us to the current company i'm working in and director of uh which is formation which is pretty much exclusively CG now. And um, over the last couple of years as well, we tried to just put the work we want to do on the website, you know, so you you mm-hmm. don't get... So, you know, if there's some calls coming in for other type of older work where it's like, oh, yeah, can you do these kind of web banners for an international shipping company or something? And just be like, oh, I don't <laughs> do that kind of stuff anymore. That's fine. I want to do the stuff that I want to do now. Yeah, um, so you get to kind of mm-hmm. call the shots with, with what you do this time. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. uh, particularly over the pandemic, I mean, this is very, very thin silver lining, but my mm. like expenses has gone way down because working from home and, you know, yeah, studio, yeah. you know, the, we don't have like the, the big studio. We don't have uh, lots of members on board and whatnot. So, yeah, at the moment, I have a tiny bit of luxury when it comes to sort of choosing the kind of projects, which mm. which is nice, which I like, yeah. And I kind of want to yeah. ride that as long as possible. Um, yeah, so. so. So kind of kind of became picky on, on what you, uh, you what you want to do. And after, like you said, you be- began with Flash. It, it's, it seems like already a, an obsolete kind of uh, yeah, technology, was... but, but you dived into the 3D uh, world and it's it seems like uh, you know so much more sophisticated in terms of the technicals and uh, and I've I've seen like a little bit of your stuff online and it seems like that you are interested in both like the artistic side of of things and also like the technical mm-hmm. ones right like testing some VR stuff and doing experiments with, with different mediums I, I just wanted to ask you uh, which one of these like is closer to your heart like the the artistic side of things or like figuring out how things are done in the technical side yeah i think the mm-hmm. technical side comes out of being bored quite quickly like uh, uh mm-hmm. working on larger projects and stuff i really have to chop it up and give myself smaller milestones to get through to mm-hmm. the completion of the project but when when there's something that or like a job comes in where it's it's like oh, i could use could use motion capture for that that would be pretty cool but i don't have a motion capture suit maybe i could use mm-hmm. six playstation eye cameras or you know just do yeah. r- crazy stuff like that um which is really really fun because it's just problem solving um mm-hmm. but yeah i'd say i'd say i don't know there's, there's something very rewarding about trying to use uh like a bit of hardware not necessarily how it was supposed to be used or mm-hmm. just exploring what can be possible on pretty low budgets as well so yeah mm-hmm. things like things like i mean we did a we did a job quite a while ago now which was for a facebook game and Ooh. it was uh for basketball player oh, i've forgotten his name uh it was in collaboration with kia and they wanted um mm. uh this this basketball player to basically you you play against the basketball player <clears throat> excuse me and yeah, so they wanted all these animations and we thought, oh yeah, we'll, we'll motion capture it and we'll use 
uh, I think it's iPiSoft, and we'll we'll buy a load of cheap PlayStation Eye cameras. We'll set them mm -hmm. all up in a grid, and we'll just motion capture stuff, and it'll be brilliant and super easy, um, which it was not obviously. Like it was, it was a nightmare, but uh, <laughs> it was fun yeah. getting there. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think the result was was pretty good as well, um, even though it was mm -hmm. kind of painful. Yeah, so I, I find it interesting that you started off like you know from a flash background, right? And then now you're doing animation. What I wanted to ask, like, what do you think about this whole, I guess, trend recently where 3D has been trying to do its best to look like 2D, like like shows like Arcane or movies like Into the Spider Verse. Like, like, what do you think about that? As someone, and most of your work has been more in stylized art that I've I've seen from your portfolio. Like, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts I don't about know. I think I, I find it super refreshing. I think mm -hmm. um, it it feels like all of those, all of that content with that unique art direction comes with really unique perspectives and narratives as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I personally really like it. I mean, I think uh, I just remember things like I mean, I, I I was excited about these kind of films as well, but like. The the Final Fantasy film when that came out the um the one that really pushed uh, the CG boat out spirits was, within uh possibly yeah the one I can yeah. just remember the a kind of desert landscape and you sort of like yeah. the the camera orbited around this at yeah. the time heavily yeah. realistic I mean it was it was stylized but it was it was a bit uncanny valley um, yeah yeah and yeah things like Arcane was just brilliant you know I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. um and not that i want to discredit like photo real artists or anything but it feels like mm -hmm. uh there's a certain uniqueness which is super appealing for me anyway mm -hmm. um yeah i just i i guess i just like the, the an uh, art direction I haven't seen before, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, and go, going in line with like, you know, you did mention a while ago that you get to like kind of pick your work now, right? What if someone came up to you and was like, hey, I want you to do like a 3D animation in the style of like old school new grounds flash animation. Is that, is that something you'd be like, oh, that's a cool challenge. I, I used to do flash. Or is that like, that's not what I do now though. Like, well, Yeah, I'd probably <laughs> take that definitely. <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, um, having been playing around with uh, grease pencil in Blender and stuff, I'd mm -hmm. take that as a challenge to do what I used to be able to do in Flash, but now in Blender. Mm -hmm. um, but then I might not take the next job like that, you know, because oh, I've yeah. done that now. That's fine. It's, mm -hmm. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just like more one, one and done type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. the only thing, I, the only things I think I continually have a lot of energy and time for is things like character mm. design and animation. I love that kind of stuff. Um, mm. And that's, again, what I kind of try and push front and center, like on the website and various social mm -hmm. media channels and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I tend to I tend to push in that direction. So uh, something from from like a different uh, from like a different side, uh, looking at your work. You said you you are running a small animation studio, right? An independent, independent creation company, and uh, artists, I think, find it hard, like very often hard, hard to, to focus on the art side of things and also on the business at mm. the same time. 
And I would want to ask you what what was your like recipe for success as an entrepreneur? Um, If you could share some tips on that. I think I I was very lucky to have um, started the company with uh, like a founding partner, uh, John Reedy, Mm -hmm. who was basically I guess managing director material so he sorted out a lot of the stuff that I was pretty much hopeless with including money and stuff I just I'd want to do everything for free and you know I'd want to mm-hmm. scale the project up massively and generally yeah. reach you know create problems and unattainable goals uh so yeah for that I'm sort of hugely thankful um and a lot of the time that sort of buffered me a lot from the client I suppose and when I do work with agencies and stuff now it, they're very much production companies in their own right so again there's like there's a nice sort of buffer between you and the client so you can just sort mm-hmm. of do what you feel is best and then someone can fight your corner for you which is nice <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so, so that, so, that, that, yeah. that kind of fall, falls into place um, into our uh, conversation that we had with a studio from Russia, the Vivix guys. Yeah, we inter- interviewed them, and they were also kind of like this this blend, this perfect blend of someone super focused on the artistic side and delivering mm-hmm. the highest quality, and the other guy who was like a business brain of the uh, okay. whole of the whole yeah, uh, yeah venture. And uh, yeah, it seems to like work. So like finding finding your your uh, second guy who kind of yeah supplements yeah. your yeah seems to nice. really help where you, you kind of divide the work where someone who's really good in the business will handle the business and the artist kind of like just focuses on the art form so you kind of don't have to stress yourself out with like all the business lingo and then the taxes or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i'm having to do it more now but um and it's it's not very nice <laughs> yeah. um yeah but uh yeah at, at the time it, it was kind of nice to be able to just sort of go i'm just gonna throw everything at this and not think I don't know, like maybe someone that had dealt with mm. the budgets and the costing and what have you beforehand thought would think, oh, this isn't a particularly big job, therefore I wouldn't put as much effort into it. But mm-hmm. generally, I would just throw as much effort as I possibly could into it um, yeah. because I was unaware of the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and I, I think I brought that forward as well because generally speaking, if a new job comes through the door, my first question would be, should will I put this on a showreel? Will I put this on a portfolio? And then mm-hmm. if I will, then I'm going to try and make it as good as possible just selfishly for my own sake as well because yeah. it makes for good portfolio fodder. Yeah. So would you say, I guess, it's that um, you, you, you would only pick work that is worth your time, I guess. And, like, and you put it in that lens of like, okay, if it's going to show up in my portfolio, then I have to do my best because if I don't, it's just gonna make me look bad. I guess that's your mentality when it comes to like clients. But then starting out like a small animation studio, how do you get clients? Like, did you get it from like as your time building your name, and you, did you kind of just like follow you to your studio, or is it more like your business partner? Like, hey man, we have a new studio. Check out our work. You want you want some of this thing? Like, I think how, it w- how does that go? I I'd say it was ninety percent like networking and previous mm-hmm. sort of contacts. So. Uh, both me and my business partner were each started out individually in digital agencies and mm. we got, you know, grew connections from there really. And then 
when when we started our own venture we already had those connections and because mm. we've moved out of those companies as well it became very easy to offer the services back to those companies um and yeah it, it worked out pretty well i mean we were able to i feel you know when we were were individuals in the company we weren't able to do things like suggest doing motion capture or buying mm. a couple of more render computers and stuff like that because it just wasn't the the system wasn't in place for that to happen um yeah. but outside of it in a little remote unit it worked really well i think for both parties so so i wanted to ask you about uh, how you how do you keep because you are sharing a lot of your knowledge and uh, maybe experiments on the on your blog and on the youtube channel that you run uh you know, how do you find, uh, manage you know keeping up uh, with the content and your daily work like keeping up uh, keeping the balance between these activities i, I probably don't do it that well balance wise i'd say mm -hmm. i'd still work late doing things and i'll get wrapped into things and then by the time i finish something I'll, oh my god i haven't eaten for like 12 hours or i have you know i should really go to bed or something mm -hmm. um so yeah that part probably isn't overly healthy <laughs> um yeah but you know I, I still i'll be able to have a few things on the go and you know at least context switch between them so i it it doesn't get boring or you know i don't get too exhausted um mm. yeah so probably not overly healthy <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that never really leaves I mean, yeah we're always we're always going to be sleepless artists at the end True. of the day yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but generally, you know, you're doing quite well in the YouTube uh, side of things. So maybe, maybe, yeah, even if it's not super healthy, at least it brings up some value to, mm -hmm. yeah, to your yeah. audience, right? And I love the, I absolutely love the idea of um, passive income just because yeah, I think everything I've done to date has just been like, okay, I'll cost for a job, you know, job done, mm -hmm. invoice of a job, then you get the money. But then what if like smaller amounts of money would just trickle in all the time? That would be amazing. And then you could kind of do whatever you want to do. And it kind of unlocks you from having to do stuff for, for certain clients and stuff. And I really mm -hmm. like that idea. Um, of course, at the moment, you know, with the YouTube stuff, the money that trickles in is tiny. Mm -hmm. So, but I still yeah. like it. You know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. um, whenever I play any does. kind of addictive game or something like that that has mm -hmm. some kind of currency based and you see the interest pop up and you get that kind of weird <laughs> dopamine buzz um yeah. yeah this is strange but yeah i find it fun still so i'll keep doing <clears throat> it yeah well what would you say are like the the best parts of like running your own company like you work as a regular artist you get your invoice you give your work and then you're running a youtube channel so a little bit of extra side income on the side uh, what 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 gave you like the the reason i guess to like start your own company like what's the difference between that and running i guess as a freelancer with using your own name like why why go for a company why start one and what, what, what are the best perks from that uh i think um initially just the the people i went to university we wanted to start a company it was that kind of idealistic dream of like, oh yeah, we'll have our own studio, we'll have like arcade cabinets in the corner, you know, it'll be brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, we, yeah, exactly, yeah. And we got, yeah. kind of got to that point, you know, where we um, we were set up in a, in a similar way, um, you mm -hmm. know, until 
COVID hit and everybody dispersed. But um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I guess um, yeah, I I think it, um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd say that um, it's it's something where I'd prefer, I guess. I mean, there are financial benefits as well from uh, being a, a sort of company because um, you can sort of have a studio rate, and that's much more acceptable and much higher than that of a freelancer to um, agencies. As well as there's certain legal reasons too, I guess, mm. because you're a different. It's a different financial entity. And as well, like some jobs require you to have an insane amount of cover. So like indemnity cover and stuff like that, where you mm. could, I don't know, whatever would happen, you accidentally slip um, mm. or, or release some information by accident or whatever. And you're covered for like $10 million or something ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I think, I think those reasons, I suppose. Although yeah, I do worries. like mm. the individual side of it as well. And it feels like if you have those two things, you can one can be a bit more cold and corporate, and the other mm -hmm. one can be a bit more personal and I guess risk takey. So you can just sort of create things that you wouldn't necessarily want uh an advertiser to see. I don't know what yeah. those things are. I'm not suggesting anything <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right now, everything being online, it's an, a, anyhow, it's kind of like easy, easy to view. But I think it's yeah, it's it's just a normal way of things that we have. We have like these worlds, mm -hmm. professional world, and this, and they, they kind of blend together, right? That, and sometimes it's yeah, yeah. I guess this this is fun because I remember you know you sign up to like a studio job, right? Like you sign up at like ILM or. Or some big studio and then you're gonna write a contract you're gonna sign a contract and they're like oh you're not allowed to do make anything outside of work if you do we're gonna sue you or if you say anything we're gonna find out it's you mm. and we're gonna sue you and i guess i guess that's uh, there's, there's something cool about being able to do your own personal work and having complete control over the corporate side of your i guess career mm. yeah yeah and i did i did a few stints in larger studios uh, mm -hmm. as a freelancer I really didn't like it, you know, it felt, mm. I mean, doing the whole, <clears throat> like, in a line of, <clears throat> excuse me, mm. a line of desks, you know, you're firing out two or three shots a day, you're going in to mm. do dailies and, you know, there's a, a large amount of changes coming through and it's just felt not, not soul crushing, because that's a bad word, but like, uh, yeah. because, you know, I love the people there and stuff, but, um, I guess just the flexibility of working within your own timelines, mm. albeit perhaps, you know, with a bit of unhealthy working late habit and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, just, just, I don't know. It feels like for me anyway, it works a lot better. I'll take the uncertainty of, you know, where next mm. month's rent and stuff's going to come from for that flexibility over, mm -mm. you know, going into yeah. a studio and working every day at a specific yeah, amount of time. And someone breathing yeah. down your neck, like, oh, when, when are you going to pass that? Oh, I'll pass it in like two hours. Oh, you yeah. better. <laughs> probably yeah. pro probably yeah. that might be also, you know, that feeling of uh, more control over the project, right? Because right now you kind of like take more responsibility and, and 
control over the vision, how it's yeah, how it's realized. And in the studio, it's probably you know you're working under some kind of supervision, and you know someone just is directing the thing. Or yeah, well, it depends on the role probably that you have in the studio, but it's generally more pipeline. Oh yeah, it, it was it was very much like that. You know, it was I was part of a I don't know a group of fifty CG artists, and we were all working on individual shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. j- just being able to communicate your vision as a whole mm-hmm. is a hell of a lot easier if you are overlooking like m- most of the creative aspects of a project. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, when, and and the feeling of having to get two or three shots done a day mm-hmm. kind of sucks that out of you a bit, I suppose. Yeah, but like, I just wanted to ask, like, you know, comparing a studio job to running your own company and your own, I guess, personal brand, how do you deal with, like, I guess that inner feeling of, okay, now I'm in charge of creating what I make. What do I make that I think is going to be a big impact versus, oh, I could just work at the studio and I'll end up working for, like, the next Avengers movie. And my name's gonna be in the credits, so it's like, oh, I'm be- I'm part of this multi-media, multi-million-dollar like thing, or I'm a tiny like bubble. I have to make my own thing, and you know, how do you deal with that? Because I feel like a lot of art CG artists these days, they they either have to choose a corporate job for mm. that bigger entity, or okay, I'm on my own. What do I do though? Like the creative aspect of it. Like how do you, how how do you see it, and how do you deal with it? I don't know. I I I think I just find it very mm-hmm. rewarding having that element of control i suppose mm-hmm. and on jobs where i can um quickly like mock something up or something where where i don't know let's say a, a job comes in that needs uh, some kind of character or what have you i'd just be like oh yeah i'd be so keen to like start laying down sketches and go oh yeah this could be yeah. This could be what they look like and this could be their backstory or maybe like these mm-hmm. deviations or iterations would look good as well um mm-hmm. compared to oh um <laughs> yeah camera sorry <laughs> no worries <laughs> yeah uh com- compared to something where the brief is incredibly or it seems incredibly rigid by the time it gets mm-hmm. down to the individual artist and you're just like okay i have to work on this guy's t-shirt and it has to be read mm-hmm. and that's it um mm, yeah so yeah I, I guess it's just that the 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 feeling of ownership over a over a project is quite nice or, mm. or a larger ownership yeah beats having to like listen to someone like oh we don't like that change it but mm, i think this is better but <laughs> no no we don't like it <laughs> I used to, yeah i still get plenty no. of that plenty of that oh, yeah. yeah um but I, I like the fact that, uh, particularly um, but with tools like I originally used Lightwave 3D, which was really, really fast putting things together, uh, mm-hmm. and now Blender with Eevee, being able to put something that looks, you know, pull together some sort of scamps and rough mock-ups that look pretty much like the final thing mm-hmm. uh, is really helpful because people are like, oh, well, that's it. That's the, pro- that's the product you're that's done it. like we're done well, no no we're not done <laughs> that's what it'll look like it's like uh yeah I mean, it's mm. just a, a massively powerful tool mm. yeah 